0: NRI's upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers, and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at seven six nine zero six hundred. And now, let's join the upfront panel.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the upfront program with our uh, host John Brian. He's uh, in the studio, and he'll be with you in a few moments. Uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, before we decide that, John, are you prepared
0: for today's show. I'm always prepared for uh, the upfront radio show, Roger, because I know the amount of preparation that you put in right. for mon- for uh, Monday through Thursday here on the uh, the program. And
1: how we strive for quality.
0: Yes, I know. Okay, yeah.
1: Thank you. Now uh, he'll be here in a few moments, but right now, uh, because we do strive for quality on the program, that's why we have Bob Monton on Friday. Because when it comes to uh, real estate, there's nobody that knows anything. Uh, more than, uh, than Bob. What do you think of that introduction, Bob? I love it, Roger. Okay, yes. Now, here we go. You
2: read, you read it exactly the way I sent it to you. <laughs> yes,
1: Exactly. <laughs> word for word. Great. Quotation marks. Um, here's our question of the week, Bob. I'm purchasing a house and had to give a $5,000 deposit. I have to put down a down payment of 20000 when I buy the house. So what happens to the deposit? Are they the same?
2: No, they're not, and I'd say most people find that confusing. Um, a deposit is simply a sum of money that is held in escrow <clears throat> as security, if you will, uh, as a good faith in when you enter into a contract. That money is potentially at risk, or it is at risk if, in fact, the buyer were to default. So a buyer goes through the whole bit the day before the closing said. Uh, all the dates are passed, he's done everything, I don't want to buy the house. Well, th- then the seller can make a claim on it, and then there's a process and, and whatnot. So, but the deposit is simply money that's at risk, that doesn't stay in the purchase, if you will. It, I mean, it's, it's offset somewhere. But So it, it's money at risk until you get to the closing. At the closing, basically, it's your lender that decides or you with your lender. So, make an easy thing. $100,000 purchase, somebody wants um, to borrow 80% of that, so it's $80,000. Their down payment would be $20,000. Theoretically, the $5,000 deposit is given back to them. They can obviously use it towards the $20,000. The deposit is <clears throat> uh, it's, it's money at risk until you purchase it? And there are caveats. It doesn't mean you're going to lose it. You have, you know, home inspections. It's subject to a mortgage usually. It's subject to a clear marketable title, et cetera, et cetera. But when you, uh, and that's between a buyer and a seller. Um, when you're dealing with a down payment, that's between the buyer and the lender. The lender will lend a percentage and I've gone over this before, percentage, if, if you're buying a $100,000 house and it appraises for $100,000 and you don't want PMI and you say, I want to borrow 80%, well, then it's 80000 you come up with twenty. the twenty is the permanent money that you leave into the transaction. Um, many times people get confused with that, particularly um, take a VA, uh, VA is 100% financing. But the seller will still say, well, I still want you to give me a deposit. Well, the buyer will say, well, wait a minute, I'm getting all the money from, the, from my lender. Why do I have to give you money? Am I getting it back? Well, yeah, if you don't default, you'll get it back. So there's a, there's a distinction there that very oftentimes we have to explain that a lot. The, the deposit is money at risk. The down payment is to do with your mortgage lender and the amount of money that you're putting down on the property. So that's, that's, you know, rather a simple answer. Uh, it's not a difficult concept as long as it's explained.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Bob. And if uh, they need to talk to you, uh, you're a phone call away, right? Yes, I am. 766
2: Or my cell is four seven four thirty five
1: fifty six. And you're not alone over there. How many, uh, how many agents do you have... Uh, between uh, Cumberland and Woonsocket and uh, and wherever. Uh,
2: That's just, uh, just about 40, just mm-hmm. 38 to
1: yeah. 40. All right, so it's a, it's a big operation. Hey, Bob, thank you for uh, joining us today, and we'll uh, chat again next week. Same time, same station, oh. if you don't mind.
2: Okay, Rog. Take thank you. you. Have a good week. Okay, Bye-bye. Bob
1: Martin. And, uh, I just have to do one commercial here, and then I'm going to turn the microphone over to uh, Mr. Brian, because um, I'm that kind of a guy. Uh, Chucky's Ice Cream of Cumberland turns into Chucky's Fish and Chips on Friday. We want to remind you that uh, Chucky serves clam cakes and chowder all day Friday. And uh, that'll be from 11 this morning until 7 tonight. And if you'd like to uh, enjoy some of those uh, clam cakes and chowder or fish and chips, all you do is call 425 425- 425-8023. And then pick it up later in the day. We'll be operating from 11 until 7 today. And we are Chuckies. And um, now taxes, and then John. We've been telling you about Glow's tax service. Conveniently located within Interiors by Glow at 275 Social Street, Woonsocket. Glow has a question for you. Did you receive both stimulus checks in 2020 by direct deposit? Whether or not you think you need to file a tax return, call Glow. She will talk to you free of charge to determine whether you could benefit from filing a tax return to get monies owed to you by the government. Depending on your personal situation, Glow is willing to help you file your tax return at a rate well below the average cost. Call Glow today, 401 766 0106 to schedule an appointment. That number again, 401 766 0106. You're
0: listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the esteemed panel being a panel of one here on the Upfront Radio Show. This is your host, John Brian, and uh, I'm with you for the next 45 minutes, and I am looking forward to uh, spending some time with you. You know, this is a talk show, and so, of course, the show is only as good as its callers. And so I'm hoping that you'll join me this morning because we're going to talk about a few topics that I think will uh, wake you up, and not only wake you up in the form of waking you up this morning, uh, but wake you up uh, in general and get your brain moving and thinking about where we are uh, in this country, in this state, and in this city. So uh, hopefully you'll join me and give me a call at 766 1380 769 Toll free, 1-800-949-9674. And of course, as Jeff would say uh, in his uh, Larry promo, you can even email me at upfront at wnri. Uh, I do want to start this morning by saying uh, something that's happening uh, that's a really good happening here in the city, uh, and that is the Rotary Clothing Drive, which will be happening on April 17th from 9 to 12, uh, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., April 17th, uh, and that's a Saturday, and you'll be able to drop off new or lightly used uh, clothing for when you're doing your spring break, um, mean your spring cleaning. um. And if you have any new or lately used clothing for from infant to teens, up to 17-year-olds, we will definitely take it. We will have two locations uh, here at the WNRI Studio from 9 to 12. You'll be able to drive right up and, and give your donation and say hi. And also, we'll be doing it at trinity uh trinity holy uh parish uh, as as they say i call it olqm i am old school just like i still call the uh the amphitheater in mansfield great woods and i i i still think about uh the providence phoenix as uh, the old providence phoenix as the new paper i will always call uh olqm olqm i went there the girls my girls went there my wife went there uh and uh Quick note on OLQM school. I was always sad that it never got a a proper send-off. You know, it closed uh, to education. They moved all the kids over to um, Good Shepherd over there on Menden Road. And and, uh, it was really sad that it never got the proper send-off that it should have. You know, OLQM served uh, this community and the parents and uh, the students incredibly well. And so it will always be missed. But uh, that aside... The Rotary, uh, Rotary Club Clothing Drive, April 17th, 9 to 12 a.m., um, and two locations here at WNRI and at Trinity Parish uh, over at Park Square. And in case you're ever wondering what Rotary is, what the Rotary Club is, what the Rotary Club does, you can always feel free to reach out to me. I can tell you all about it. It's one of the great service uh, organizations here in the city of Winsocket, and uh, it really is all about service. The motto uh, for Rotary is service above self, and this year the incoming president's um, motto, so to speak, is uh, serve to change lives. So that's what it's all about. It's about serving our community, and and if you have any questions, you can always contact me and ask me about what it means to be a Rotarian, and I'm happy to to tell you all about that. So as we get moving this morning on the show, I, I have a question for you, and it's a question that's an important one. And the question is, do you have confidence right now? Are you a confident person? Do you have confidence in our our government in the United States of America? Do you have confidence in the president of the United States? You know, the president had a press conference yesterday. That's what they called it anyway. He had a press conference yesterday, his first one of his presidency, in which he showed up. And I'd I'd like to read you the following quote. Uh, and, and you can tell me what you think here. And I quote, so the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you um like to be able to anyway. Close quote. That's from Joe Biden, the president of the United States yesterday during his press conference. And during that press conference, uh, in case you didn't have the occasion to see the press conference or. Uh, You're only going to hear about it from certain news outlets. I'm just here to tell you that uh, the president was behind the podium and he had a picture book and the picture book was full of pictures of the reporters that were there. And there were, there was very few reporters that were there, not like the normal uh, press conferences that former president Trump used to have. And, The pictures were there for the president to know who to call on because the president clearly had the questions at a quote-unquote press conference in advance. And why do you say that? Because he was reading questions, uh, the answers to the questions, off of note cards and off of pre-printed papers that he had in preparation. So they were asking him questions about uh, North Korea, and he read an answer off a sheet. Never, never even looking up. China, same. The border, same. And at the same time, saying that the Trump administration was not tough on China, which even if you didn't like President Trump, you know that's false. And also on the border, saying what's happening on the border now, down at our southern border, in which there's incredible surge of crossings of illegal aliens that that's the trump administration's fault. I mean, that's incredible. He told you yesterday that the move by states after this past election to have better voter ID laws, more integrity for elections because this because the what has happened in the last elections in the states it was a disaster. I mean, it, from Rhode Island to California, it was just a disaster. Universal mail ballots, um, just it it was no notary, no witnesses, no nothing. Uh, Just incredible. It was just that the last election was a complete disaster. And there's a move to normalize that, but he told you yesterday that any move to try to make our our elections safer was not only Jim Crow laws. And if you're not familiar with Jim Crow, Jim Crow are the laws that were passed in the South which uh, created segregation. So he said that voter ID laws are not only uh, Jim Crow, they're Jim Eagle. And I have a question for you. If you need an ID to travel, does needing an ID to travel suppress travel? If you need an ID to get married, does needing an ID to get married suppress marriage? Well, if the answer is no, then how can you say needing an ID to vote suppresses the vote? and takes away people's ability to vote, and is somehow racist. You see, racist. Racist is the word that's now being used for everything, everywhere. By anything that people don't agree with, you say it's racist, and this way here, they can try to shut down the person, shut down the subject, shut down whatever it is. I'll give you an example. The Democrats are now saying that the filibuster in the United States Senate is racist and goes back to the Jim Crow era. In case you don't know what the filibuster is, the filibuster requires that in the United States Senate, major pieces of legislation don't require a simple majority. They require a 60-vote majority. And that's to protect the small states because Texas gets two senators, Rhode Island gets two senators. It protects the small states from being overrun by the majority. In 2005, then-Senator Barack Obama gave an impassioned speech on the House floor, and you can see it on CNN, uh, C-SPAN, rather, if you want, in which he vigorously defended the filibuster. Joe Biden on the Senate floor vigorously defended the filibuster. But now the filibuster has become a racist tool. That's because the United States Senate is trying to overrun you with legislation that will destroy your life. But now it's called racist. And the president bought into that yesterday. Yesterday's press conference, quote unquote, was an abomination. It wasn't real. At least President Trump would face the press. Face Yesterday, the president wouldn't call on anyone who he didn't have the questions from and was afraid to talk to what he consist, considers to be hostile news outlets. At least President Trump would face everybody. He relished it. He licked his chops. So what you have now is this president that we have that clearly is not doing well clearly needs a picture book to, um, to, to do a press conference that China is standing up to. North Korea won't speak to. The president of Mexico says that the, what's happening in his country is because of this president. But you know what? The orange man isn't tweeting mean tweets anymore. So I guess the country is okay. I mean, are you confident in this president? And if you are, I'm asking you to call and tell me why. Because I am not just doing this show because I want to tell you what I think. I want to know what you think. And I want you to tell me opposite opinions of mine. Maybe you can change my mind. Maybe you can change some of the, the, the listeners' minds. This isn't a show about where everybody agrees. Because if everybody agrees, nobody's thinking. So if you have confidence in our president after that press conference yesterday, I definitely want to hear why. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Radio Show.
3: I have to apologize, first of all, because I have no confidence in in whatever his name is in the White House.
0: Well, I mean, that's listen. You don't, there's no apologies required. I mean, if you don't have confidence, I mean, it, it, I can't blame you after yesterday. I can't. That was that. And, and I that was I didn't even listen.
3: I can't listen to him. It's like when Obama was in in office. I I really despise hearing lies or, you know, things that I I know for certain are not true. So I I will not allow that to be, uh, you know, part of my life. And uh, I, I resent the fact that they attacked President Trump from the word go, tried to discredit him at every turn, and doing great things for our country to bring us security and peace. And I did have that during those four years. But now I'm brokenhearted that our country, uh, you know, and we have, we have people wondering, as you're saying, you know, are we taken over by the communists yet, by this inept person that can't even figure out, you know, how to introduce himself or to recognize people i i i don't know you know but having been in a lot of uh, instances to deal with special education and behavioral modification students used to use
0: pictures like that well i can tell you that he's definitely he's definitely not right and it makes you wonder who actually is running the country because when you see things like this you realize You know, it it doesn't make any sense that this is this individual definitely is not up to the job. And you say to yourself, you know, was he put in place and is being run by other part, other people within the government because he won't operate the way any other president ever has. You've got a, a this press conference with picture books. You've got an inauguration in which there was nobody there. And you've got a D.C. that is surrounded by fencing and razor wire. And right. somehow this is considered normal. And then you look at the press. Yesterday, you know, the press says to, says to uh, President Biden... Do you think the surge coming across the southern border is because you are a moral and decent man? I mean, come, oh on. I mean, come on. Do you think what kind, President Trump never got any questions like that? All he got was hostile, uh, you know, fireballs thrown at him. It was unbelievable. The press is as the press is as uh, corrupt as they've ever been. And they're helping this administration uh, and, and as much as they tried to hurt. The last one. Thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it.
3: I wanted to say, you know, you talk about picture books. I think of this perhaps as, uh, remember that uh, long-ago story, uh, The Emperor's New
0: Clothes? (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's what's definitely going here. Thank you so much, uh, and I appreciate the call this morning. Good morning and welcome to the Airfront Show.
4: Good morning. As I address you, I'm going to relate. I had a conversation with someone. And um, I try to put it this way. I feel bad for Biden because he has to know that he's not whole. People around him have to know that he's not capable. In doing so, I think they're negligent and I think they, they should be prosecuted. They are endangering this country.
0: Well, I think that they look at him personally. I think that they look at him as a vessel in order to be able to tell him, uh, you know, how things are going to go so that they can get a radicalized agenda somehow uh, through. The United States government through the House, through the Senate, because the House is lost. The Senate's got the filibuster. That's all that's saving the country. That's literally all that's saving the country right now is the, is the Senate filibuster from HB1, which would normalize the elections and outlaw voter ID laws from uh, a, from D.C. statehood. Which would stack the Senate, and this way here would make, it, it would always ensure that there's a senatorial, a Democratic senatorial majority. These are the types of, of laws that they want to get through, and they're trying to do it now while they can. Because I'm telling you, caller, in 2022, there is going to be turnover like you haven't seen. People are, and, 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 and I pray, people are going to wake up and realize that we cannot go on like this as a country we simply can't. And I think that the move is on simply to have him in place to get Kamala Harris as president as soon as possible. And this is a person, Kamala Harris, who couldn't even get out of the Democratic primaries to the first vote. She was polling so low that she never even got a vote in the Democratic primaries because she was never polling over one or two percent. And that's going to be the next president. They're setting it up. Well,
4: it's very visible. I I think this should this, Decisions show beyond party line. It's sensibility and the good and welfare of this country to have someone who is mentally capable to make decisions. He can't even
0: read cards right. I I agree, you know, I have to agree with you. Breaks
4: my heart to see
0: this. I agree, and and I am an American, I am a patriot, and I love this country, and I would, you know, die on any hill for the rights for anyone to to speak whatever they want to speak here in this country. Absolutely. But I would tell you this, it amazes me that we have representation in Washington uh, that are more concerned with the you know, the gathering of wealth and the gathering of power and the gathering of influence than they are protecting our incredible country. Carla, thank you so much for the call this morning. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Radio Show.
5: Good morning, John. How are you? Good. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Um, it's interesting because um, when President Biden spoke yesterday, I think many of us would just... Um, It's kind of crazy, but just so happy he didn't make an absolute fool out of himself. But the question that should never have been going on at length, are you going to run again in the next four years? Do you think he's even in the game now? He's not
0: even going to be able able to. He's not even going to get to the two year mark. There's no way they will invoke the 25th Amendment. Uh, as, as soon as they think it will be uh, politically viable. And don't think that they're not already focus grouping how they're going to get them out of office because you know that they absolutely are.
5: Oh, they have to. They have to. They just touch on the key elements that were impacting the country. It was nonsense.
0: Yeah, and I agree. And listen, I just want to say thanks for the call. You know, where we are now in this country is in a place that I never thought we would be. I mean, you may not have agreed with President Trump. You may not have liked him. You might have thought, personally, he was not a nice guy. You may not have liked his tweets. You may not have liked the fact that he tanned. You may not have liked his hair. But I can tell you this, good listeners. President Trump had the best interest of the United States of America and its citizens in mind, Always to keep Americans employed, to keep American businesses moving, and to keep America safe. Those were his goals. Do you feel confident that that's what's going on today, on this Friday morning in America? Please let me know. 769-0600-766-1380, one 949 wnri When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit. About the state of Rhode Island and whether or not you feel confident. Do you have confidence that the state of Rhode Island is moving in the right direction?
1: Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery announces we are open daily, operating with curbside pickup at this time. Visit us any day of the week for your favorite local products, including milk, cream, assorted pastries, ice cream, cakes, and more. There are three ways to order. Number one, to view our current menu and place an online order or view our frequently asked questions, go to WrightsDairyFarm.com. Or number two, call the farm at 401-767-3014, extension 2, to place your order, pay by credit card, and select a pickup day and time. Three, on-site. Order from your car with your smartphone or with a sales associate, then wait in your vehicle while our team fills your order. Please be prepared for longer waits on the weekends. So, stay safe while we work through these unusual times. Please visit our website, rightsdairyfarm.com, for all the latest information. The Roast House is open
6: seven days a week, and they're featuring inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine in or place an order at The Roast House, call 508-883-7700 and check out the menu online at theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, from Street and Blackstone, we welcome back old and new customers for inside dining and takeout.
0: Just when the holidays are over and I think there's nothing more to think about financially. But then February and March always get me thinking about how I got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions. And I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more whew, relaxed. With a
6: CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously.
0: Brought to you by Care Kasha certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back to the Upfront radio show here on 1380 AM and 99. FM, WN, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Uh, we were talking about whether or not you're confident now uh, as an American, as a Rhode Islander, and even as someone who is uh, a, a citizen of the city of Woonsocket. Now, you may know that this week... Uh, Governor Dan McKee, he is, yes, he's the governor now, in case you've been sleeping. Uh, governor Dan McKee is, in fact, uh, the governor. He took over for Governor Raimondo, and he's looking for someone to fill his position. Uh, and he named, he had 10 names uh, out of the, I think, 82 people that applied. Uh, our own rep, Bob Phillips, was uh, made the top 10, and so congratulations to him. But the top five were named here. On uh, just the other day, I believe on Wednesday, and uh, the top five names for filling the lieutenant governor's position are Elizabeth Beretta Perrick, Rep. Grace Diaz of Providence, James Diosa, former uh, mayor of Central Falls, Senator Louis De Palma, and Providence Councilwoman Sabina Matos. I guess my question to you is, are you confident in that list? Do you feel that any of those people, are you happy about that? Do you feel that any of those people uh, would be a good lieutenant governor for the next two years? And, I mean, I think that it doesn't happen a lot, but God forbid something should happen to our governor, Dan McKee, that one of these people would step in and be the governor of the state of Rhode Island. And do you have confidence in that? Does that make you feel okay on this Friday morning with this short list? Let me know. Whether or not it does. Because uh, I look at that list and I say, hmm, I don't know. I don't know that my top five would have looked exactly the same. But hey, I'm not the governor. I'm just the guy sitting here in the, uh, the, radio, the radio studio talking to you. But I think my list would have looked differently. What was your list would have looked like? Uh, let's find out. Good morning, caller, and welcome to the Upfront Radio well- Show.
5: Good morning, John. It's Linda. And I'm sorry, I just wanted to answer something to the previous conversation. I was online waiting. And um, I think, you know, first of all, uh, anyone that is in politics and is going to be choosing people around them, it's very important to look at who they are going to choose because that can easily happen in, in you know, in their uh, office while they're in still in office if they have to be removed or if they have if something happens to them. Uh but I would like to say this. We know that we're in a tough situation here in our country when what happens is the missiles start coming out in Korea because there those are signs that they know there's a weakness in the administration of what we're dealing with in our country. So that to me is quite frightening. I don't want to go back to the Cuban 60s, any of that stuff. Um, and I. And it's unfortunate because I think there are a lot of weaknesses in the president that we have now. That's all I have to say. You have a nice day.
0: Oh, thank you, Linda. You know, You're I, welcome. I agree with Linda 100%. I mean, you are starting to see things now that you hadn't seen in the last administration, by the way. You are starting to see things like North Korea Rattling its saber once again. You know, what's interesting is that when President Trump was the president they, and he was kind of goading uh, the, uh, the president of North Korea into speaking with him, Kim Jong-un. That he was, he was, they would say, the press would say, because the press would tell you this, because they're incredibly corrupt, that they would tell you that, oh, President Trump is going to get us into a nuclear war. With North Korea. But yet he's the first president ever. To go meet with that with that regime. And actually have a productive conversation with them. And then you heard North Korea be quiet. For several years. You know China quieted down. China quieted down. Because we had them on the economic ropes. We had an America first agenda. Which has been shut, up, shut down. Now you're starting to see. Chinese aggression towards Taiwan. You're starting to see. Shootings shootings, in in which people that have ISIS sympathies are coming back. You're starting to see violence in the Middle East. You're starting to see more of our soldiers being deployed in the Middle East. We have gone from what was a good situation and getting better to one that's not good and getting worse. And by the way, on uh, why I say that about the shooter uh, having ISIS sympathies, this is another thing I want you to think about. How corrupt our press is. And I've been talking on this radio show for years from when I used to do Friday mornings as a co-host with Roger 10 years ago. I always talked about the mainstream media and media bias. And media bias has always been something that I have been in tune to, been aware of, um, and tried to bring attention to. And let me give you a perfect example of what I mean by that. There was a shooting uh, recently a few days ago. You're probably not hearing about it anymore. Do you know why you're not hearing about it anymore? It was a mass shooting at a supermarket in Colorado. You're not hearing about that shooting any longer. Because the shooter, the perpetrator of that crime, was a Syrian man who was a Muslim with ISIS sympathies. So, when you have a situation that happened in Atlanta... You'll hear, which there was a mass shooting at a Chinese massage parlor. It was a Caucasian man that did the shooting. You will hear a story about a Caucasian man doing a shooting for days. Because when it's a Caucasian man, the press will always tell you that it was white supremacy that led to this shooting. They'll blame the man. And white supremacy when they're white. However, and you'll hear about it over and over and over. When a shooter is not a Caucasian individual, that name, they either won't say the name. They won't say the person is a Muslim. They won't say the person is of Syrian descent. They won't say that's an ISIS, ISIS sympathizer. What they'll say is it's the gun's fault. If you're white. It's white supremacy and it's the man's fault. If you don't fit the narrative that the press is trying to spoon feed you, it's the gun's fault. And no matter what you can count, even right here at home, our Congressman David Cicilline will begin to call for gun control and start fundraising immediately. And the left and the press are more disappointed about the nature of and the ethnicity of a shooter when they're not white than the victims themselves because it doesn't fit the narrative. But no matter what, they want to go for your guns. They always want to go for your guns. They always want to go after your Second Amendment right. And that's happening right here in Rhode Island. So when I say, are you confident? Are you confident? in your federal government, in your presidency, are you confident in your governor, in his choosing of who the next five, who the five candidates are for lieutenant governor? Do you feel like this is being done on a meritocracy or do you feel it's being done to check political boxes? I don't know, you tell me, 766-1380, 769-0600. You can tell me what you think, very interested. You've got a House of Representatives in here, right here in Rhode Island that just passed a piece of legislation that somehow they believe is going to affect climate change for the rest of the world right here in Rhode Island. While you were sleeping, and I say that metaphorically, the House of Representatives passed a piece of legislation that says that they're going to begin to phase out. Fossil fuels in the state of Rhode Island over the next 30 years. Are you aware of that? Are you aware that they want to get rid of propane? That they want to get rid of gas? They want to get rid of oil? And that your home will eventually have to be retrofitted to allow for electric heat? My house is loaded with steam heat. Do you know what it would cost for me to retrofit my house to electric heat, which is the most expensive form of heat? But these are laws being passed by people that couldn't care less about the cost to you. They want to feel good. They want to say they're saving the planet. Which is utter nonsense. But I do want to say, I give credit to the three one socket representatives, Representatives Phillips... Representative Lima, my state representative, who I called personally to vote against that legislation, and we had a great conversation. And Representative Casey. All three Woonsocket reps voted against that legislation. So good for them. But they're at work. And as my old friend Joe Trillo used to say, watch your wallets. The General Assembly is back in session. And nothing has ever been truer. And then you look at the Rhode Island State Senate. And they're passing laws. They're trying to pass laws to get rid of voter ID, to weaken the integrity of elections. You know, you've got this this senator, and I talked about it last week. Hard to believe that I saw a picture of him last week. And he shows up at the Rhode Island State Senate, as an elected senator, in athletic pants, red sneakers, and a sweatshirt, and is saying that the dress code is because of racism. Because of white supremacy. You've got another uh, female who's a, a minority and a member of the Rhode Island State Senate. That says that they're trying to pass the dress code even stricter this year. Because there are more minority members in the Senate. And this is an example of colonialism. Listen. These people have got to get a grip. They've got to. Nothing is further from the truth. When you are a Rhode Island state senator, you are a Rhode Island member of the House of Representatives, you're a state employee. You're getting a pay. You're getting a pay of $15,000 You're getting a full ride health care plan for your whole family. So just like any other workplace that calls for decorum and professionalism, you have to dress up and be professional. A necktie and a shirt is not too much to ask. But there's even an added layer of the tradition and the history of the institution. And I think that when you ignore that and you just say it's white supremacy. It, listen, if everything is racist, nothing is. Okay? It just loses it. Credit goes out to newly elected Rhode Island State Senator Gordon Rogers. He's from Western Rhode Island, out in Foster in that area. He's a farmer. He never even owned a suit. He went out and bought some secondhand suits just so he could show up at the Rhode Island State Senate in a suit because he respects the fact that he was elected to go to Providence and represent his constituents. So here's a guy that's a farmer, never owned a suit, and he said, I had to trade in my Chippewas for dress shoes and I've never even owned a pair. But I do it out of respect. When everything is racist, nothing is. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Radio Show. Yeah, good morning, John. Good morning.
7: Um, uh, the, the situation of stands with the dress code is when they can't win an argument based on facts, they always pull a race card. And and, and it's getting to a point where it's, it's basically deplorable and uh, basically just tired, tired of the nonsense, which is premium to the statehouse. As far as the other item you had mentioned about uh, this global warming, uh, bovine excrement, uh, the... Uh, the fact is, is that if they're going to do this, how, how are they going to fly your airplanes? You know, are they going to
0: put solar panels on, on, on aircraft? You know I mean? It gets to a point you've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. Well, and, and the he, fact is... The bill the, the call caller, you have to remember something. People said that, you know, people would say Nick Maniello, the former Speaker of the House... The former Speaker of the House had a lot of issues, and I think he was his own worst enemy. No question, okay? However... One of the things he said was, we're not going to get involved with this type of legislation because Rhode Island is not going to solve climate change. Well, as soon as he was gone, these bills are being put through the House. And the reality is, is that Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island, can do nothing to solve climate change. I mean, it is literally a joke, right? The fact that this legislation is telling people that you and your home... We're we're not going, just think, New England, new homes in New England are not going to be built with a oil or gas boiler or furnace, okay, by 2050. That is going to be electric heat and solar panels. Good luck. And then when National Grid turns up the dial on how much you're going to pay, see, but they don't care about your electric bill. They care about feeling good, and that's the problem.
7: Well, John, it's, the, the problem is the general assembly. I mean, I think what you have is is the progressive wing of of the Democratic Party has basically hijacked the party. And I hate to say, but Nick Baviello is right. he was the firewall between them and the progressives.
0: And that there's there's no uh, truer words ever spoken. Thank you so much for the call. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Radio Show.
6: Hi, John. Uh, the, the the other problem I see here with this new law is everybody's saying, oh, it's going to take place in 2050. You're wrong. It calls for us to re- reach a 45% rate in 2030. That's nine years away. That's not after I'm dead. That's just when I reach retirement. 45%. Well, you know what? I don't know how I can take my gas heater and get it down to 45%. That means you're going to have to place it with an electric heater a lot sooner. And then you've got the option that, the the idea that, you know what, we're going to take and have all these coal-fired plants in Massachusetts providing electricity in Rhode Island, and then we're going to stand there with smiles on our faces and say, we're not polluting. No, Massachusetts is polluting. When they burn coal, to provide us with electricity. It's just completely acidine. But the fact, and the harm that will come is coming a lot sooner than 2050, and it's coming in 2030,
0: nine years from now. Well, I definitely uh, thank you for the call, and I appreciate that. I mean, he's right, right? And clearly he's not confident here with, uh, with his state government either. Uh, but he's right. There is a phase-in period, and the phase-in begins rather quickly. And I would love to have someone at some point tell me why this is good. The other thing they're trying to do down at the General Assembly is take away your ability to defend yourself and your family in your own home. They want to take away; they, they totally want to. You know, it, it's always going after the guns, but going after the guns and going after um, people's ability to, to to bear their right to bear arms and defend themselves and defend their homes and their families always affects the people who are the law-abiding people, right? Because if you're a criminal. You don't care about the gun laws. You're just going to break the law anyway, right? Because you're you're looking to break other laws, so you're not worrying about gun legislation. So you're just affecting the people that are trying to do things right. And by the way, no NRA member was ever a mass shooter. Just remember that. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the city. We're going to talk about whether or not you should be confident. In your your city government, right here on the Upfront Radio Show on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM, WNRI. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton
1: Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip-Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to this. We have two bottles of Flip-Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In Six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $25.50, plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. Interiors by Glow. Their newly opened home decor store at 275 Social Street, Socket is holding a springtime sale from March 22nd through April 21st. Enjoy a minimum 10% discount off select products. Senior citizens 65 and over receive a 20% discount. Products include a vast array of fabrics and trim, including an Italian fabric line from Italy with a manufacturer's guarantee to not fade up to 8 years. Customize your outdoor living spaces with the color or print that fits your decorating style. Interiors by Glow is more than a fabric store, offering stylish modern decorative mirrors, tabletop and hanging planters, clocks and hanging mirrors, fresh spring-scented candles handmade by Glow, including lemon chiffon and rose garden, just to name a few, available at the store. Interiors by Glow offers Tableau decorative grills, an exciting new concept in decorating, both interior and exterior areas that offer customization of any shape, size, and pattern to match your home decor. Visit Interiors by Glow, 275 Social Street, Socket, or online at interiorsbyglow.com. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study, Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. Bible study and services now available on Zoom only at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back for the final minute, the final minutes of the Upfront Radio Show here on uh, WNRI with your host, John Brian. And I just want to talk about our city government a little bit. Maybe uh, we can get into some more of this next Friday. But are you confident? Are you confident in your city government right now? Look, you just saw on the Woonsocket call. Uh, headline that there was an, another uh, move, another, someone else left City Hall, the deputy director of the CDBG program, Chris Carcifero, great guy, good friend. Uh, he's left City Hall. So that leaves a number of jobs open at City Hall. And I just want to read a few names for you here. Elise Perry, the tax assessor, she left. John Hazard, tax assessor, left. Brad Ward, building official, went to Cumberland. Steve Lima, director of planning, uh, he quit because he just couldn't take it anymore. Scott Gibbs decided he was going back to the private sector. He had had enough. And uh, Chris Carciofaro is gone as well. Uh, Thankfully, we do have a new hire. We have a new tax assessor, apparently. I don't know who the individual is, but good luck to them. But here's the reality. Your uh, your Woonsocket City Hall, uh, you wouldn't know it because you don't have access to it, by the way, because it remains locked down, uh, remains the fiefdom of uh, our current mayor, Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. But uh, you don't get in there. You don't have the keys to the kingdom. But it remains a toxic stew of a workplace. And all you have to do is speak to someone that works in there, and they will tell you how bad it is in City Hall. They will tell you what the uh, what the atmosphere is. The atmosphere inside City Hall, what it's like to work there. And people live each day in fear. They live each day in fear of being in trouble by the overlord, being in trouble, being intimidated. Um, I know when I was uh, running for mayor, I went to City Hall one day and said hi to a couple people I know there. And they said, oh, we can't. We There's cameras everywhere. We can't be seen saying hi to you because we'll get in trouble. Imagine that. Imagine living in that atmosphere. Look, there's a common denominator here, and the common denominator is this administration and this mayor. Nobody wants to come here and work. You can't say it's the money. You can't. It's not the money. People need jobs. People can get, people want jobs. They just don't want to work in one socket. And I don't blame them, because who would want to work in this type of toxic atmosphere? We have a problem here in the city, a problem that we have more people that leave then people want to come. And you have to ask yourself, are you confident in what you know is the common denominator? I want to say thank you for listening this WNRI's morning. WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. See you next week.